J.T. Crowley is talking books. On the show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. Hello, everybody. I'm J.T. Crowley, and joining me today to talk about her book, Bittersweet Neighborhood, and believe you me, it is Bittersweet Neighborhood, is Junio Carrolls. Junio is from Yorkshire in the United Kingdom, where she lives with her husband. She has two daughters, now five grandchildren, some of whom live in the United States around the Boston area. She also has four stepchildren, one of which, Tom, has worked on some of Philip Pullman's books with regards to illustrations. Now both Junior, Junio and I are fervent fans of Philip Pullman's books. And of course, we mustn't forget the cats. Junio dotes on her feline companions and it's probably why she had put cats in the book, everybody. Felix is in the book. So without further ado, I'm going to invite Junior onto the show to reveal some of the inner workings that went on behind the scenes to create this book, Bittersweet Neighborhood. Junio, come and join me. Hi, John. Nice to talk to you. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, Junior, when I first uh, glanced through your book, it slightly reminded me of the long-running BBC radio show, The Archers. <laughs> I thought that would make you laugh. I'm too young to remember The Archers. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know, and for those of you not familiar with that show, well, it's, it is, as I've said, a long-running radio show on the BBC in the UK. It, was a it is a fictional country village about everyday stories of country folk, now promoted as a contemporary drama in rural settings. So there is a similarity because this book, everybody, is set in a rural setting, and it is about country folk. And boy, does she have some country folk in this book. <laughs> And like the setting, there for me, Junior's book appears to be an idyllic village hamlet scene. But what goes on behind? Well, shall we say, far, far from idyllic. So, Junior, why did you set the scene in a rural hamlet in the middle of Yorkshire, the Yorkshire Dales, you know, a breathtaking area of the United Kingdom? Was it because you were familiar with the setting or you just liked the idea of a village setting? No, it's because I lived in that ideal setting. Ah. So this, like many writers, they set the books where they are familiar with. Yes. So that's why you set your book there, because it was easy to talk about. It is. When you know the area. Now, be honest with me. Are you an Archers fan? No. <laughs> I've never listened to it at all. <laughs> dear, oh dear, everybody. <laughs> Perhaps you should. You'll get some fresh ideas <laughs> for the next book. All right, I'll, I'll hold you to that. Because there's some scenes in those um, storylines, believe you me. Now, when I, um, you know looked at the book, Junior, there isn't, you know, like most books, there isn't a main character as far as I can see, you know, to speak of. Um, I see is a 
collection of eclectic bunch of characters that you've cleverly blended together and brought together around a bonfire night soiree. Where do the idea come from? And I'm right, aren't I? There isn't one main particular character here. No, because it's very difficult because all these characters are characters in their own right. So I can't really choose one. They're all just as important as each other. They are what makes the story, not just one character. And Bonfire Night is very popular with us Yorkshire folk. And we always used to have big bonfires and all the neighbours used to come. I mean, when you look in the book, you know, yes, you've got the character Ginger. She invites everybody to her house for the bonfire party. And when you look at it, they seem to be begrudgingly go, but then they have a good time there. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Well, you know what Yorkshire folk are like? We're oh, a yes. We're a bit tight and we mean and we don't like parting with money or, or bringing our own food and drink, do we? <laughs> no. And, of course, the characters have to do that, don't they? Exactly, because Ginger's tight. Mm, and she's many other things as well. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Everybody thinks Ginger was based on me. Now, don't you go jumping ahead here, because that's a question I've got further oh, down okay. the line. Sorry about that. Right. <laughs> you didn't read the script here, did you? No. <laughs> no. I'll shut up now. No, I don't need to do that. <laughs> so, so you set this book into um, Yorkshire Dales, you know, in a, an ideal you know, village, Hamlet, where you come from, um, around, yeah, the bonfire night soiree. And when you look at all these characters, you know, some of them come with an awful lot of baggage, don't they? Exactly. That's life. Nobody escapes scot-free. We've all got our demons in the closet. Well, yeah, you I... seem to have a lot of characters. I've got a lot of demons in a lot of closets. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's true, yeah. But you've got to have a bit of spice. You can't have boring. Oh, we won't. we'll move on to the oh, spicy I'll... bits in a minute. <laughs> Believe you and me, everybody. <laughs> the spicy <laughs> bits do come. And so when I looked at the individual characters, Junior, they come from all walks of life and they have certainly come with baggage. How did you create the characters and did you have great fun giving the characters their own characteristics? Yes, but the reason, well, there's a reason why uh, it isn't my name on the book because all these people I know, I have lived with them. They are based on real people. I have just spiced them up a bit. So they are characters that I know and live with. Do you think they would recognise themselves if they read your book? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I just love the characters, you know, how you cleverly woven them all together with all the different stories, you know, totally different stories. And yet the, you put it beautifully in the book. Now, I want to, and you beat me to this here. Oh, sorry. Now, Ginger. <laughs> yeah, you start off with Ginger. Now, she isn't exactly the so-called model wife, is she? No. Ooh. Not many of us are. 
we all come with warts and all. <laughs> so why did you create her as she was? Yes, you've obviously thought of somebody, uh, perhaps who you could base that character on, but she's quite a colourful character, isn't she, when you reveal yes. what she does? Well, I've been told I'm quite a character as well, so a little bit of it is me, and then I've pulled bits of friends in that I know, so yeah. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> okay. And her husband, Luke, now he's certainly got a few things to hide, hasn't he? Oh, he has, yes, definitely. Now, he's not based on my, that's not Simon. I must tell you, that's not Simon. No. He's he's totally, um, he's somebody I do know um, from my past, yes. We'll put it that way. Ah, because he's the car guy and he's got himself into a few difficulties and he's got himself uh, involved with um, not quite a, a savoury person who he borrowed the money from. Yes, which happens in reality. Oh, yes. And default, and you will have problems. Exactly. Which he does, everybody. But I'm yes. not going to tell you why, because the flavour <laughs> of this podcast is just to give you a flavour, not to give the story away. Okay. Now, everybody, if you want a bit of spicing up, well, let's have a look at Dottie and Duke, those two characters. <laughs> huh. <laughs> who come across as boring in amongst the other villagers well they like to spice up the bedroom activity don't they and the parcels that come on their doorstep aren't your average day parcels are they no they're not coming from amazon no, <laughs> no. so why this story why you know where you're trying to put a different spin on the characters here, you know, add a little extra to the storyline here, give it a bit of fruity flavour. Like I say, there are people in my past that I've known like this. And um, I do know the couple, uh, I've just changed their names and just spiced it up a little bit. Mm. A little bit, everybody. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a lot. A lot. <laughs> And so, I mean, these are just a couple of the characters. Now, I, I, I'm wondering, where did you get the character Christian? Now, he's a barrister, he's an intellectual, he's a loner, isn't he? Yes. And you've come up with the story, the subplot here. Um, he's probably, I think he's a bit of a snob. I think he's a bit of a, you know, an intellectual who looks down at people. You know, I'm a barrister, I'm above you lot. But where did you get the idea of the banking embezzlement and the scandal storyline from? From everyday life and um, things that you uncover in the news and things that are hidden from all of us that go on every day. It is out there, um, but people tend to, don't want to um, acknowledge it and turn a blind eye a lot of the times. But it just gone. Yeah, because some barristers, you know, a good barrister has to do an awful lot of digging and sometimes yeah. he unearths things which could potentially put his own or her life in danger. Definitely. 
And this is very much the case with Christian, isn't it? It is, yes. The lady who turns up with the parcel. You're good with parcels, aren't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> A lot of well, parcels um, turn up in this book, everybody. <laughs> I should be working for Amazon, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and you might not want to open up some of these parcels. <laughs> so I wondered where you got that from, because I thought, was this uh, junior his own creative mind gone on overdrive or did she base it on a true story or stories that she's seen and just embellished it so you embellished the stories that you've seen i've embellished the stories that i've seen but christian is a real person but under a different name of course mm. and if he's a barrister hmm. which he is he might have something to say to you <laughs> Yeah. Of course, his character, and I'm not going to say everybody, but his character has a twist to it yeah. towards the end. And I'm saying nothing. No. The whole idea is if you want to find out what twist there is to his character, go and read the book. Now, you've got another two um, characters <laughs> here. Samantha, you know, abbreviated as Sam, and Kathy. Yeah. These are two ladies that live together. And here, for me, you've got unrequited love, deceit, death. It's an interesting combination, these two. Yes, it is. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. Well, it is based on people that I know. Um, the death bit didn't happen. That was made up. But the rest of it is very close to the knuckle. Because she was quite devious in foiling Cathy to, um, how should we say, to her house and into her life, wasn't she, Sam? Uh, yes, she definitely was. But uh, I find um, a lot of women uh, who, how can I say this, who prefer other women can be a little bit like that. Really? Yes. I'm learning something <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I agreed to do this podcast, that didn't prepare me for your book. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yes, so those two are, um, you know, what's revealed is quite interesting. And I suppose for Sam, it's quite sad. Hmm. Um, you know, because she wanted Kathy. Yeah. But what you want in life, you don't always get, do you? No. No. Now, I, I want to move on to, because I love these two characters. And this is Dom and Pam. <laughs> right. Boy, can... You've created these two characters here. Now, they certainly know how to twist the knife, don't they? They do. To get revenge on the cantankerous, belligerent old Lady Vegas, Lady of the Manor. Yeah. Did you enjoy creating that scene, putting that together? Where's that come from? Like all your other little subplots, you know. <laughs> well, these are, these are based, they're based on real people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, um, really, um, certain people deserve that kind of ending. 
cinema. <laughs> oh. mm. I don't think the kids were too pleased. Well, one, two of them weren't. One was okay with it. Yeah, I think I might have given it away with one of the names. Oh. I mean. Oh, dear. Mm. Yes. <laughs> You've twigged. I have twigged. <laughs> See, everybody, this is a light-hearted book set in a country scene. I mean, you think it's a nice, idyllic little hamlet village, but behind the curtains and the doors, there's lots of gossip and all sorts of, you know, hidden secrets, dark secrets and uh, goings on. But, you know, and I... And, you know, I just thought, to the character, Cindy, I thought, well, good luck to you. You've spent all that money in getting breast implants. <laughs> and I thought, £25,000 for breast implants. And I thought, oh, that must be 12500 a piece, you know. <laughs> good luck to her. I hope it works that, you know, she entraps a few blokes in her life. Um, but all I say to the blokes that, you know, she entraps, beware, because if she doesn't like you, <laughs> she's got means of disposing of you. Yes. Apart from telling me, yes, that this is based on something else, that where did this story come from? You know, I mean, you know, where did you come up with the, uh, embellish this bit? Help me out here. It is based on, on the, um, some neighbours of mine and the hubby did die young. And the rest, um, there's, twi there's bits of it that's true and I have embellished a lot of it. Mm. So what you embellish then? Dare I give too much away? Sh um, shoulder? Maybe we haven't got proof, shall I say that? Ah. But there is there is suspicion, but no proof. Ah, just don't eat the food, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially blokes, who she's fallen out with. Exactly. And of course, she's got the hots for Luke, hasn't she? She has. She has. And do you think Ginger is aware of this? Well, of course she is. She knows. Hmm. But she's not worried. No, she's not. She's got other things to do. We won't go there. <laughs> she's uh, kind of busy, everybody, is Ginger. Yeah. Very busy. So, you know, and also the, um, we've got lots of other characters within the book as well. And, you know, they're interesting characters. You know, you've got the Caribbean couple, Jamie the chef and Jasmine the lecturer. You know, well, there's certainly deceit there and um, lies there, you know, with secret children and what Jasmine did. These are interesting couple, aren't they? They are, and I must admit, these two are totally fictional. I made these two up completely. I just thought you need a bit of culture. A different culture to come into it. You, so certainly, you certainly threw that in. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go there, everybody. This village, you know, it's a bit like Murder, She Wrote, you know, or Midsummer's <laughs> Murders. You don't want to go there. Believe you me, this is a village 
who've got some highly secret, you know, characters and they're not what they all appear to be. And that's the whole concept of the book, everybody. It's about a little village, the characters within that village and what they get up to and what they think their neighbours don't think they know about, which they probably do unsuspected. <laughs> what I want to know here is, Junio, do you identify with any of the characters? And if you had to choose a character to portray, who would you pick? Ginger. I thought you would. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I don't think she's going to be Dotty. No. I don't think she's Pam. She's definitely not Yasmin. Um, so I thought, hmm. The reason why I put that question in, because I think she was Ginger. And yes, I got it right, everybody. Yay! <laughs> did you enjoy writing this book? I did, very much. I think when you're writing about people you know, it flows easier. And you're not doing research because it's all there in your head. You've got it there. It's just a case of getting it down on paper. This is a bit like, isn't it? And only the people in the UK will understand. It's the Lancashire pot women, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Les Dawson and the Lancashire pot women. Yeah. 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 I love Les Dawson. Absolutely loved Les Dawson. And, you know, all the characters of the street and all the ladies knew exactly what was going on. Yes. And everybody knew everybody's business. That's true. And this is what you do in a village. Yeah, yeah. especially the women. The blokes won't. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> they won't have a clue. Totally. No, they're totally oblivious. Yeah. What's coming next? What book's coming next? What's the plan? I've already finished my third book. It's called The Seven Deadly Sins. But... I'm not sure how to publish it yet. I've finished it, I've fine-tuned it, I just have to decide what I'm going to do with it. Where can people get your books from, Junior? Amazon and uh, I think Waterstones. The only criticism I have of your book, Junior, is that it isn't long enough. Oh, I was told to keep it short and sweet. I was told that's what readers like. <laughs> I could have gone on and on and on for a bit longer, but they liked me to cut it down. For the next book, can we have more than 100 pages, please? <laughs> Thank you, Junior, for coming on the show. So there you go, everybody. A book aptly titled Bittersweet Neighbourhood, because it is. Lots of gossip from the village. All sorts of things going on behind the closed doors, the curtains. And characters which have been beautifully brought together, the storylines knitting together, all round a bonfire soiree and a little extra. And you're thinking, mm, would you want to live in that village? I wouldn't. <laughs> and when you look at, you know, so there it is, you know, the, the book has been set in Dingle Dale in the Yorkshire Dales, encompassing deception, blackmail, poisoning, dysfunctional relationships, sexual fetishes, secret children. What more can you ask for in a book, everybody? So, Junior Cowles, once again, thank you for coming on the show. I'm thanking you for having me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. It's been fun. It sure has. 
I'm JT Crowley. Thanks for listening, watching wherever you are in the world. So until next time, stay safe. Mm-hmm.